Christmas Andy, been with the Christmas Andy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And today, like I say on every episode, we've got a great show for you because we do. You know, every artist we bring on is great. We got Stephanie Lee, the lady redneck that most people would know her by, coming on. And we're definitely excited to, ha- to hear parts of her story and to just see where this goes and talk some music. So, Stephanie, yes. are you here? I am here and I'm excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, <laughs> so where, so where did the whole lady redneck come from? Where how start? Where how that start? Uh, it, it's it's actually kind of a funny story. We were, um, <laughs> you know, I had about five years ago when I decided to start doing my own thing and start recording my own original music. I didn't know how it was gonna go, and I I recorded a couple of songs. And my the producer that I work with, who is Brad Davis, like Grammy Award producer. And then um, and my husband, who was also in the room, they were, we were talking, and they're like, man, you're like a redneck Marilyn or like a lady redneck. And it kind of just stuck. Like, we're like, oh, actually that, because I am, <laughs> like the name, like <laughs> I am, I'm, I'm rednecky in so many ways. Um, and I don't know if you've checked mm-hmm. out very much of my music, but I write a lot about the redneck. I love, you know, I, I'm... <laughs> I love, like, you know, playing in the mud with my four-wheeler. I love shooting guns. I love fishing. I love all of that, but I'm very much a lady, and I don't I'm, – I'm not the redneck type that cusses and that does all this, you know, other stuff. I'm, I'm very much a lady. I love my hills. I love, you know, I'm very proper, and so I'm, I'm a mix. <laughs> so just kind yeah. of – so that's how it came up with. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, so I always like to get the little elephant in the room out the way before before we really get started um, as you know, everybody's going through this whole COVID mess, and so how has that affected you, and how are you maneuvering through it? Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess we do need to get this out of the way, don't we? <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> you know, it. Um, in all honesty, like it has been very, very frustrating. You know, we are setting up a tour, and you know, I've got a mm-hmm. little six-year-old, and so I was waiting till she was a little bit bigger. And so this was going to be the year, this summer and this fall, we were hoping to set up a tour and just really reach out to fans because I built my business mostly on social media. Even though I grew up performing all over the Northwest, yeah. um, the last. Mm-hmm. Five years, you know, I've spent more time being a mom, and so like every a lot of what I've done has been online. So I was super excited to really get out there and just get some shows <laughs> going, and that was you know where I was at. And then COVID hit, and um, beside the fact that a lot of you know it's a, it's been a frustrating time for so many people, watching people lose their businesses, watching so many mm-hmm. people struggle, watching. You know, seeing the anger in people, the frustration, the depression, and feeling helpless. Um, I guess I've just felt, um, I think a lot of it has upset me, kind of on an Mm -hmm. emotional level, just because of how I've seen how it's affecting people and even how it's affecting our rights. I'm very patriotic and very constitutional, and a lot, there's been a lot that I haven't agreed with. Um, (laughs) Yeah, just as far as that affecting my music. Yeah, and if you got me talking on that, we might really <laughs> go into something. But anyway, <laughs> but as far as like affecting, <laughs> as far as it affecting my music, it, it's been frustrating in the sense that I didn't, I wasn't able to do the tour and reach out to people that way. 
But because I have built so much of my music online, like it was just a way for me to kind of continue what I was doing, you know, continue doing my online live shows that I love to do. And, mm-hmm. and you know, each month mm-hmm. I come out with a new song. And so, like, as far as that, it's probably been less dramatic for me than for a lot of musicians that were out there touring because that's that's where I was going to be. But I was, you know, we were just preparing for that. And so the people that actually were relying on that income, that hasn't, it hasn't affected me that way because I, I've done it. I've been doing it online. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, love that. Um, you know, like with us, I remember when we, like, like I was telling you before the show started, we launched January 3rd. And our original goal was 80 to 100 interviews the first year. And I thought, you know, hey, that would be great if, you know, because not many people can say they've done like 100 interviews first year that they launched our show. And I thought that would be a great number to hit. It would put us ahead of everybody, I think. And then COVID happens. And then I told Sandy, I was like, I kept, I was watching all my friends in the music industry drop, having to drop every, I was like, you know what? This may be our time to shine. I was like, um, they're going to need a place to talk, and we're going to give them that yeah, platform. Yeah, for sure. I was like, so instead of the goal being 80 to 100, we'll just see how many we can actually do and just just book it all out. And because of that, we just a couple of days ago just hit our 200th interview on our way to 300 this that's year. That's so amazing. <laughs> that is so amazing. And that's so awesome. What a, I mean, not only a blessing for you guys, but a blessing for all of us. But a huge blessing because – you know, we do want to talk and we do our, <laughs> we do want to, you know, just be able to express ourselves that way. And it's been, it's nice. It's nice to be able to do interviews and just, you know, relate and have fans like know what we're going through or where we're at and be able to connect with them and connect with you guys. And anyway, it's awesome what you're doing, what you're doing. So. Well, thank you. Now, before we really dig deep in I always like to start a little light. So if you want to, what are some hobbies you'd like to do outside of music? Um, I love to, I love to run. I love to lift weights. I love to wakeboard. I love to ride four wheelers. I'm a big fisher. Like I share a lot of my big fish (laughs) stories and pictures. Um, I love a lot of things outdoors. And then I also, um, you know, I love to read. I love to, I don't know. I'm kind of an all around girl, I guess, in that way, just that, I guess my number one thing besides music, what I love, actually love being a mom. I love like the whole, you know, making food and little notes in my kids' lunchbox. And <laughs> I love doing that. And then I just love doing my own thing as well. So. And we understand about the mom thing because we, we've got an eight-year-old and an 18-month-old. And yeah. you'll actually get to hear oh, from our eight-year-old later. You know, we always, yeah, later so in the show, cool. you'll hear from our eight-year-old because we bring him on to ask one question too. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, that's so awesome. What would, Kids are awesome. So what, <laughs> yes, they thanks. are. So, so what would you say is something quirky about you? Oh, my heavens. I've got a lot of quirky things. Um, <laughs> oh, what is something quirky? I am, you know, I'm kind of a little bit, I'm a little bit ocd and I'm a little mm. bit, um, <laughs> maybe a little too much. I don't know. I'm trying to think. There's so many quirky things that I do, and my mind is drawing blank. I, um, <laughs> um, I eat really healthy, but I'll eat more dark chocolate than anybody you'll ever meet. Um, I love to drink <laughs> out of like. <laughs> 
plastic cups instead of glass cups. I love you. Um, gosh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I love to walk barefoot, that, and I, I'm fine with walking <laughs> all over the rocks. Because <laughs> I grew up on a dairy farm, and it was like we just didn't even worry about shoes. And so I just. <laughs> so you just go. Up. Yeah. <laughs> That's <good>. cool. <laughs> so um, tell everybody a little bit of where you're from and kind of your backstory. Take a couple minutes just to get us caught up on you because I like to know the person, not just the artist. So I grew up, um, up until I was 12, I grew up on a dairy farm, and we did, we, like, rode horses and rodeos, and it was, you know, that's what we did. It was in a teeny little town. If you drive up to it in Idaho, it says population 23. There's one stoplight now. (laughs) There's a church and a school, but the the school only goes to grade six, (laughs) and then you have to, like, go 30 miles away to go to junior high. Um, and most of the town was made up of my family and my cousins and my grandparents. So <laughs> I grew up a very sheltered, uh-huh. a very, um, but it was a great life. Like my grandparents were awesome. I spent a ton of time with my grandma, you know, cooking and playing and stuff. But my father was a music major and my mom was in a music too. So they were always playing gigs and stuff. And so I grew up, you know, wearing their, their band shirts and hats and thinking they were so awesome. And then as soon as, you know, a couple of my sisters came along too, um, they put, you know, we started taking guitar and piano and we we're like six and then started learning our own instruments. So I've got pictures of us in talent shows and different shows, like where the guitar is literally bigger than me and we're just <laughs> standing there. So we played in a family band and it, it just <laughs> developed to where we did like the fair circuit, we did weddings, we did corporate events, we kind of went all over the Northwest, and it was some of the best, like I have some of the greatest memories just playing with my family. We had all these little, you know, our own little jokes and our own little shows we would do. We would do even um, like school anti-drug rallies and stuff like that mm-hmm. for high school. It was just so crazy fun. My sisters and my, like, and my dad used to say, a family that plays together stays together, you know, and it was just kind of our yeah. thing, what we did as a family. Yeah. So it was awesome. So that's that's kind of the, that was the atmosphere that I grew up in. So I love that, you know, because you never can get enough of people's stories. But that's, you know, when we first launched this show, that was one of the things that, you know, I was like, how could we be different? Now, granted, we're a husband and wife team, so that kind of makes us way different because I don't know of any other host, co-host type thing that's husband and wife. I yeah, mean, I think there's awesome. a few of them, but there's not many. And I yeah. think I want to be different, different. And I noticed uh-huh. that usually people gave 20, 25 minutes for interviews, and I'm like, well, you can't really talk in that time. I mean, you really only have time mm-hmm. to talk music in that time. I was like, or so we're going to be different by or, giving people yeah. 60 minutes. <laughs> You know, so if we give oh. people 60 minutes, we can actually get <laughs> stories out of them. And that's yeah. where we are today. <laughs> oh, that's, mm-hmm. that is a really fun idea. Because it's true, like in 20, like 20 to 25 minutes, and especially if you've got an album coming out or something, like by the time mm-hmm. you talk about that, that's kind of it. And it's more just like promotion yep. or, you know what I mean? So it's not really getting to know that person. So that is a, that's a great idea. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, oh, thank you. Although I don't know, people yeah. might learn too much about me today, and they might be like, "Oh man, I wish I would." <laughs> so, so as you know, um, a lot of people they see like the Blake Shelton's and they see the um, glory, but they don't see the grind and the sacrifice that at their level, but even a career level, artists go through a lot, and I think the average person don't see it. So I always like to talk about 
that side, the sacrifices, the struggle, the tears, the you know that that an artist goes through to 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 get their stuff out there, to keep performing, to keep going. And I'm going to tell a little story that I hope guide us on where I want this to go, and then we'll discuss from there. But back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls, and at that time they were full-time with music. And one of the questions I asked Allison was, what advice would you give an up-and-coming artist? And I'll never forget her words. She said, if, if your heart will allow you to do anything else outside of music, then go do that and keep music as a hobby. She said, because the day you want it to be a career, you no longer own your life. Everybody owns a piece of your life. And from that point on, your friends and relatives, they'll never understand because, you, you know, they invite you to weddings, to weekends, to holidays, but you got gigs. They don't understand that, yes, that wedding is that one special moment of that couple that you may be best friends with. But this gig over here, there's 50 people depending on you doing that gig. So you can't just say no to that either, you know. So so you have to sacrifice there. Your family has to sacrifice, not just you. You're, you know. Then on top of that, there are days that you just feel miserable. You've had a bad day, but you got to get up and smile on that night on stage. If you got a gig, doesn't matter. She, but then she added, she says, but if your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in because the only way that those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? And let's talk about that a little bit. You know, I agree a hundred percent, and 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 maybe even for some different reasons. Um, music, <laughs> you know, so many people out there probably. I mean, I don't even know what the percentage of the world is, but almost, you know, almost everybody loves to sing, and people can be really judgmental, and people will grow up on one style and not like another style, or they'll. You know, they'll make snap decisions, and um, some of the comments that they say, like, most of the time people are so sweet and they're so wonderful, but then you'll get, like, a comment that just, like, cuts you to the core, and it just makes you feel like nothing. And you have to be so tough-skinned in a lot of, um, Mm -hmm. I know, in a lot of ways because it's such a sacrifice. Like, you... I, I'm one of the, like, people always tell me, you're one of the hardest working people that I've ever met. I spend, like, this is my hobby. This is my work. This is my, anytime I'm not being a mom, like, I kind of stop spending any other time. You know, you ask what my hobbies are. You know, like, literally, if I, if, for to get my work on, my workout in, it's when I walk my daughter to school and then I'll run home to get my workout in because every other minute that I'm not, being a mom is dedicated to music. Every, yeah. you know, you know, my life mm-hmm. revolves around, you know, the next day, the recording studio, the next day that I'm going to be doing the craft, like everything is scheduled around my life. And so it not only takes up all of the time, like all of that quote unquote extra time, but mm-hmm. on top of it, you know, mm-hmm. you're constantly being bombarded by critics or, or, you know, or people that, you know, people that believe in you and then, you know, maybe they'll turn their back on you or they're, I don't know. So it's just like, it's kind of a roller coaster. And so if you don't have your whole heart into it and really want it, then, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's such a competitive field that I I wouldn't say that it's not worth it, but maybe just see it for what it is and just celebrate Mm -hmm. where you're at and maybe, um, 
you know, decide what exactly where your goals are with it. I think a lot of people, yeah. you know, think, oh, unless I'm, you know, on the charts and, 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 and you know, playing on in the Opry, then I haven't made it or whatever. And that's mm-hmm. my goal or else I'm not going to do it, you know. And realistically, I mean, if you want to do it as your full-time job and that's, you know, so and it's providing for your family and it makes you happy, then I think as long as you can set the boundaries and set the time parameters mm-hmm. and, like, have some – um, semblance of of <laughs> balance in your life, then yeah, I you know I I think that that it de- it definitely makes it worth and it definitely I mean it's something that can be so fulfilling. Um, yeah, yeah, because um I, I we definitely get what you're coming from because even though we're chasing almost the same dream y'all are, but on a different platform because we want to be the Bobby yeah. Bones and the Ty Bentleys out there of the we future, do. Mm-hmm. you know. We're striving yeah. just like y'all are to be at the top of this game. Yeah. And, and and it's funny because I went for the longest time. I refused to put eat any emails on my phone. And we started getting so busy, and and we go out and about <laughs> a lot, and we go to down we shoot down yeah. Jacksonville from Charleston from time to time. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I need access to my emails when I, we're out and about. Yeah. And I finally a couple weeks ago, I think it was two, three, four weeks ago, maybe maybe five or six, but a few weeks ago, I finally broke, yeah. said, you know what, I'm going to put the emails on my phone also. And I tell you what, now it's like everywhere we go, go it doesn't matter where we're going, I get emails coming in, and I'm like, okay, got to answer that one. Uh, oh, no, yeah. got to set that one up. You know, Because, <laughs> oh, again, oh, it's yeah. one of them things where we get booked up really yes. fast, and an, art, and an artist yeah. gets booked up really fast. So, so if they respond that they can – you know, they want to do it, then we have to respond almost immediately so that we can kind of get something booked. Yeah. Because, again, both sides yeah. can get booked up really fast, and the next thing you know, we have to book them three weeks, four weeks down the road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so true. So, and, and then on top of it, like if you put in social media and you're supposed to, you know, post, you know, five times on Facebook and twice a day on Instagram and, oh, no, we need to look at TikTok, and have you done a YouTube video? I mean, it's literally there is so much involved, and there's, it's such a balance. You know, you really have mm. to know where to spend your time and know, and just remember that, like, this is, you're doing this to make it maybe an income and also to make you happy. You got to remember that. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, oh, I can absolutely. see that for sure Love about that. putting your, your um, <laughs> emails on the phone. It, yeah, definitely. <laughs> that definitely would be different for sure. So It's a double-edged sword, but, you know, again, like I said, you know, it's helped us tremendously because if I had to wait to be at the house to respond, then yeah. we might not get as half as booked what we've getting. So I'm like, okay, yeah. this, this is actually working. And it only takes me a second to respond anyway. So it's not like it's, you know, but when we're out and about, if I get that email, I need, you know, I need to know if, if someone answers me. So because, because again, what I do is if, if I give somebody a date, I'll put the date in my calendar and I'll put question marks by it. That way that tells me it's not yeah. book, fully booked yet. But it also tells me so I don't put somebody else in that spot. Because once I give a date to somebody, until it's like two a day before, I hold that. Sometimes I've been screwed to where they never answer me back, and then I don't get that date filled. And I'm like, okay, well, that'll no. just be our break. <laughs> but, yeah. But, yeah. But, most, <laughs> but, but, but because I don't want to cross paths and all that, when I give a date, I don't, and time, 
I don't book anybody else in that spot until I know for sure that other one's not doing that spot. That's good. You've got a good system going on. And obviously it's working to be where you are, where you guys are. You're doing great. So well, sounds great. So now that, yeah. now that we talked about the sacrifice side, let's go the other way, the glory side. When you look back on your career so far, what are some moments where you're like, wow, I got to do that? <laughs> oh, um, you know, gosh, honestly, I guess, you know, maybe walking the red carpet in Nashville um, was a big deal being nominated for artist of the year. Um, yeah. I guess, you know, being on the first time I was on the country charts, you know, on independent radio for heaven's sakes was like a big deal for me because it was the first song that I put out that I had written. And it's, you know, I grew up, yeah. you know, singing cover songs and we grew up doing all these different shows and I've written music my whole life, but it's, it's different when you write your own stuff. And I was nervous about putting it out and, to actually put it out and have such a great response. I mean, like just the fact that they, you know, made it in the top 20 for indie radio at the time yeah. it was such a big deal because I'm like, oh, they like my music. They like my stuff, you know, because my music is a little uh, bit, I mean, you asked about quirky. I all write about like literally what, whatever is in my mind. And so you've got a, a fishing <laughs> song kind of called I'm hooked, or you've got a hunting song about hunting boots or, you know, like I, <laughs> and so, you know, you, you never know how people are going to respond and, like I said, people mm-hmm. can be really, really critical, but I'm like, this is who I am. So, you know, if they don't like it, they don't have to listen to it, you know. But anyway, so I, I guess all of those have been glory days. But honestly, what I have found, the more that I continue to get into my music and the more successful I'm being, I feel like the one-on-one things where somebody writes me an email and says, you know, that that song touched me, it changed my life, you have no idea what that meant, or or just saying, you know, some some of the words that you said, you know, today during your show, like really was what I needed to hear. Or, you know, if I play some church music on Sunday and somebody's like, wow, I really needed that. Like, I think that just the little one-on-one emails, more so than even <laughs> some of the glory things, like to me, touch me more because, you know, you're actually touching a person. Then it has more meaning than you just accomplishing a goal or furthering your career, you know, it's actually, you're actually affecting somebody's life. So yeah. I'd have to say that. I love, love that, you know, because like even Sandy has a thing about what music's done to her back when she was a teenager. Oh, yes. Yes. When I was in junior high and high school, I went through a lot of bullying at that time and, and music oh, was so definitely what saved me and, and got me through uh-huh. that time period. Oh, I bet, you know, it's interesting, like, I could look through different parts of my life and, like, big decisions that I would make. A lot of times Mm -hmm. I can relate it to a song and, like, a certain line in that song, like, help me make a decision one way or the other. So music does that. It's so powerful. It's It's such such an amazing. It is. It is healing. And, you know, it can bring so much joy. Like, the reason, um, one of the reasons that I write music is because, I don't journal. Like if I have, if I, um, this is just how I've always been. If I'm depressed or if I'm struggling with something in my life, or if somebody tells me something that's really hard to hear, if I write a song about it, it makes me think it through and it makes me, it helps me to understand my feelings about what they've told me or understand maybe even what they feel like. My sister had told me about, you know, some really dark depression that she'd gone through, and I had never understood 
how she saw life and how she, and as we talked about it, I ended up writing a song about it because I, I was like, wow, this is so different. Like we have, we're in different, mm-hmm. almost different worlds. Like we see, like, you know, you think that, that we're, all, we're all in the same world. We all see the same things, but, but we don't. We create our own reality. Yeah. And her reality That's was so, so vastly different from mine. And so as she described it, I wrote a song just so that I could, so that I could feel, so that I could understand what she, mm-hmm. and I, after I wrote it, I said, Katie, is this, is this how you feel? And she's like, exactly. That is how, that is how my life is. And oh, well. It would have been something that I would have never written or I would have never even understood that, like, it yeah. just helps me to, to write because it helps me, like, understand, you know, <laughs> understand mm-hmm. this crazy life we live in. Because so. in, mm-hmm. in this crazy life, as you said, um, what I see out there is everybody's listening to respond instead of listening to understand. I agree with that. It It's true. And I, I've been surprised with the amount of contention and the amount of lack of charity and the amount of, I don't know, we're just at such a weird time in the world and a weird yep. time in our country right now. And I, I agree with what you said. We're not we're not listening to understand and we're and, you know, and it's okay if we have different beliefs exactly. and different ideas, but we still need to respect and love each other for that. And that we're mm-hmm. missing that right now. And, and oh, know, that happens so a lot true. in marriage too. You know, we do a lot of I do a lot of marriage mm-hmm. uh preaching type stuff. And that that's the same thing that happens in marriage is is when couples are communicating or trying to communicate both sides a lot of times in marriage are listening to respond they're not listening to understand because one thing i've learned with marriage is in most people's marriages they're communicating from their past experiences their past pain and if both people yeah. went to, through two different things they're two different people they they're going to see the same thing in marriage different. So so what may be funny to the guy is horrible uh-huh. to the to the girl. And and, and, <laughs> and, and so until true. they can understand that, and you know until until that couple can understand that, they will never get past that communication issue. That that is so that is so true. And 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 it's really interesting too. I've learned this from being married too. Like the past experiences that we have, whether good or bad. It definitely influences the way that we respond to ourselves as well because, you know, we'll already see things a certain way. And even though that they may not even be doing it that way, we like it's kind of like the law of attraction. Like we're looking for that because that's what we're used to. And so it's kind of going back to what you're saying about listening, you know, not listening to be heard. It's just, um, you know, because we're seeing things and so we're just, you know, listening to from our past and saying, you know, what we, the yep. way that we perceive it, that it's not actually maybe even what they're saying. So that's yeah, exactly. so true. How you that's, perceive that's neat. And, yeah, that's really neat and, that and you do that. And we're even writing a book called Broken Together. And it's a, and it's a book that's about how when two people marry, they're broken mm-hmm. at different levels, and they don't know it a lot of times. And until they can understand each other's past pain, they're going to have issues down the road and all that. So we're trying to put it all on paper here, so to speak, yes. how to communicate through all the, through the childhood pain, through, through the, maybe you got church hurt, you know, maybe you got, because uh, yeah. again, church, church hurt is another big thing. You might have the guy that they, he loves church. The girl, all mm-hmm. she remembers of church 
is these negative experiences being judged. And now you now you yeah. get an issue there to where how, how do they go to a church? You know, so then that becomes an argument. But but if they understood each other's yeah. past, they would understand. Yeah. Okay, we, they can they can still they can still go there. But they but if if the guy would then understand her side, she would be more apt to say, okay, let's do this. Oh yeah, for sure. And I love I actually love the name that you have because I I I love that. I totally can re- like that is that's a perfect name for it because we are I mean we're all you know every, <laughs> you look at people and you think oh they have the perfect life they've got everything going on but I I don't care who you are everybody's struggling and everybody has everybody's a story and everybody you know <laughs> mm-hmm. and so and so it's like you know when you get married and and you find your prince charming and you think it's you know you're going to get married and ride off in the sunset and live happily ever after it's not like that. It's it's a it's work. I mean, you you know, you marry your best friend, but it's still like they're bringing, you know, an abuse they went through, uh, uh, being bullied, or you know, whatever their situation was. You know, mm-hmm. they still need to work through that, and that's going to come out one way or another. You know, it's it needs to be healed, and so and we are all broken. So, I really yeah. like that, and I love. It makes me think like, you know, I mean, with me, I'm a really religious person. So I always, I always think, well, through Christ, we can be healed, you know, yep. and we, and, yeah. and I truly believe that with all my heart that we can be healed through Jesus Christ. Oh, and, um, I, you know, oh, I am a living example of that. I went through 19 years of addictions until God healed me 12 years ago. But the first five years was really hecked on my wife because of that. But she never oh, put me wow. down. She never nagged me. She was my angel that loved me wife. through. Oh, yeah, oh, that almost like, makes me want to cry. Loved me honestly. <laughs> and and so you know, sweet. the craziest part is some people tell us, well, well, she allowed me to walk over her those early years. And like, no, 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 no. She allowed me to experience Christ's pure love through her. Yeah. And if it weren't for that, yeah. I probably would not only would we not be together, more than likely, we I'd probably be dead, and we wouldn't have our two kids. So because she yeah. held strong to God and believed that God brought us together for a purpose, because she believed that so strongly, she was able to get through those harsh, harsh moments until God oh. finally got to my she heart to angel. heal me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I'd heard somebody say one time that marriage is like a triangle. Like you've got you and your spouse on yes. on two sides and then it should yep. be God, God on the top. Like yeah, and just working together because that's what it's really going to take. You know, that's that's just how it is and I don't know, you know, if if it was just your faith that got through addiction or if it was like in the program or whatever, but that says a lot about faith. you guys. God, God told me he was healing me, and he healed me. That's you know, awesome. I, 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 I'll never forget that morning. I woke up December 26, 2007, realizing that for the first time in my life, I got drunk on a Christmas day. And I felt really wow. guilty, and I pleaded, and I pleaded yeah. to God that day. I was like, either take. Take the desire because I didn't ask him to help me quit drinking and and, and drugs and all that. I was like, take the desire away from me, or let's end my life now. I was I was, I was mm-hmm. at that point. I was ready to just say, you know what, Sandy deserves so much more, and I knew I couldn't quit on my own. And, and I remember feeling like he he was telling me, Get, you know, it's done. Give him thirty days. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, now. 
Am I going crazy? You're God. You're, you're God. Why you need thirty? Why would you need thirty days? You know, uh, and yeah. and what I didn't understand then that I actually understand now is when you read the Bible, every miracle that happens there was preceded by some form of obedience. My obedience was going was was going without the alcohol and drugs for those thirty days. And he said, if I do that, I'd be healed. And I did that. Oh wow. And I and, and I can so and awesome. I have, and I can remember struggling those those first few weeks. And I somewhere around the twenty eighth day, that's the last time I remember ever feeling any desire for drugs and alcohol. That's so amazing. That is just awesome. <laughs> that's what a blessing right. in your life and Sandy's life too. It's just awesome. And of course, it all happened because of Sandy allowed God to use her as the vessel to heal me. Because I believe when two people marry, and God's part of that, that God brought the two together to heal each other. I truly, I know some people kind of disagree with that, but I believe that your spouse is there to heal the parts of you that need healing, and vice versa. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I mean, I, I do agree with that too. And like I told you at the it's beginning, before we started, we never know yeah. where the show's going to go. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. That's what makes it fun for us. So. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, but thanks for sharing that story. I just that's that's just awesome, and what a what a remarkable thing that you guys, you know, so many people would give up, and you know, the fact that you guys are still together yeah. and have such a strong faith, and now we're able to influence others, and it's just. God is good. He just, you know, he, he works yeah, in he mysterious, mysterious ways, ways, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and, and we're even starting a podcast called Broken Together. It's going to be about us just talk, spending 20, 30 minutes a week talking about the different issues and stuff. There's probably a lot that will be in the book from that, but the book's going to be separate from the podcast. And then we'll, you know, so we're going to kind of build a whole thing around the whole Broken Together idea because I think that that's the key to marriage. Is when people understand yeah. their past, I think it can unlock their future. Yeah. No, I I believe that. I really I really believe that. Um, you know, some of the behaviors I, that mm. you know spouses or other people can have. Like, I think that when you do look back, then you can figure out why they react that way, or maybe it's a subconscious behavior that they don't even realize yeah. they're having, but. If you keep looking, oh, yeah. I think that you can quite often find a way, you know, to figure out just from something that they went through how to, why that's going on. So. Exactly. <laughs> and it's funny, your yeah. song brought all this out. <laughs> <laughs> that you that you that you talked about that you you tried to see something different from the other side, and oh, yeah, we went on a whole another path here. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. That is true. That's so, what music does. And in fact, there's really yeah, a does. song written called Broken Together. That's, it. that's a great idea. So, Actually, there is a song called Broken Together. That, that's where the idea came, originally came from. Like, oh, who, yes. who sings it? It's casting one of the Christian crowns. artists. Yeah, Casting yeah, Crowns. Casting crowns. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to look it up. I'm going to have to listen to it. That's it's awesome. a great yeah, song. That's kind of where the idea song. of the book came from and, and this whole thing. Um, that's just like I wrote yeah. an article on we, – we run a website called inspiredmarriage.com, and I wrote an article on there called Reckless Love in Marriage. So, of course, it's kind of based around 
the song Reckless Love about how couples need that kind of reckless love if you're going to have the passion that God wants. Ah, uh, that's cool. So that's awesome. as we move on yeah. a little bit here, um, <laughs> we're going to take a quick, quick commercial break, and then we'll come back and play your song Thinking Out Loud and okay. talk about that. How's that sound? Yes. Sounds fabulous. Okay, Thanks here. so much, you guys. Hey, hang on the line. Okay. okay. Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called The Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. Thank you. 
love your version of that. Oh, oh yes, <laughs> love it. Great song. So, what made you pick an Ed, what made you pick an Ed Sheeran song? You know, it's really funny. I um, it was kind of just I had, I haven't worked on my Spotify at all, and so. I was thinking about it, and I thought, gosh, some of the top Spotify, if you look at the top ten, Ed Sheeran's got two songs in there, and I thought, hmm, might just help like, pick up some different fans. So usually yeah. it's just based on, you know, songs that I love or songs that I've written, but that one actually had a little bit of strategy behind it. <laughs> so that was the reason. Yeah. I, I always love that song. I, I, I mean, ever since it came out, I love that song, and I am country music. I love, you know, I love all types of music, and that was actually yeah. one that I actually like that yeah. was in the top ten mm-hmm. of Spotify. <laughs> so, wow. It's a beautiful song. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, it really as you is. Know, as you know, um, fans, they um, see the artists, but they don't see the team behind the artists. And without the team, the artists can't do what they do. And I always and I think they don't get enough love. To be honest with you, and it doesn't matter if it's a team of one, but it's a team of three hundred, like um, Justin Bieber has. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. The team doesn't get enough love. So we like to give an artist a chance to talk about their team. So if you want to talk, tell us who who's behind you, that kind of helps you be who you are. Um, oh, I'm actually glad you asked. Um, so. Um, actually my my mom helps me like we've done a couple different businesses together and I've always been really close with her and so when I'm getting ready to release another CD or something like that she she has been so generous with her time and she always gets in there and she helps me figure out you know different ways to market it like we work on it together mm-hmm. and um, come up with you know more the digital side of it but as far as like so she is a huge part of my team um, and then my dad's always been really supportive of my music and my husband, you know, and, um, but my, my fans actually, like I decided, cause I've been, I've been asked, um, I've had different labels, you know, talk to me or whatever, but I just really haven't liked what they've had to offer. And so yeah. I just thought, well, let's have, let's have the fans be the label. And so literally I've got yeah. a group of country club members that mm-hmm. are, I call them my country club family. And, um, they are really supportive of the music. They're really supportive. They give me ideas. Like if I'm like, which song do you like better? They'll tell me. They'll, you know, give me different ideas. Um, one of them's even set up this big um, show this weekend, you know, and it's just been, um, they're super supportive. And then I've got a group of, you know, Facebook supporters and other supporters. So each month I crowdfund and like literally my fans, like, so I put all their names on the back of my CD, all, you know, all the people that no donate, way. they're, they're part of my mm-hmm. team. <laughs> so yeah. my team actually is a lot of like really amazing people that just, I mean, if they believe in me, you know, that, that means a lot to me. So I want to, I want to reward them as well. So yeah, my team exactly. is actually a group of just people that, you know, like my music and are supportive. <laughs> so. <laughs> I love that. Oh, that's great. That, awesome. that is awesome. Well, you know, we've got an extra member of our team that we consider a co-host we with, a little eight-year-old. You know, oh, he's, we're going to get him. He always asks one question to each artist, so Sandy's going to get him on yes. real quick. And okay. when our 18-month-old daughter gets older, we'll be plugging her in, too. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Sounds good. So, so she's getting him now. And what's All right, here's Christopher with his question. Oh, fabulous. Hi, Lady X. What's your favorite food? Did, Christopher, did you ask what my favorite food is? Food. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, my favorite food. Um, let me get to your pizza. No, just kidding. Um, my favorite food <laughs> would be. Um, I am. This is really bad. I I actually eat really healthy. I promise. That dark chocolate. <laughs> I love dark chocolate. So I eat a lot of that. Um, but I also love to eat a lot of pizza. I like sushi. I love fish. I love spinach. Stuff like that. So. Um, and every now and then I love some good old barbecue and a big steak as well. <laughs> <laughs> and what's yours, though, Chris? Pizza. Pizza! I knew it! Is it, what, is it pepperoni or what, what kind of pizza do you like? Uh, pepperoni and sausage. Oh, good choice. I like that kind, too. <laughs> pizza is so good. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, he, it, bye. Thanks. All right, he, bye. He, you yeah. have a great day. Yeah, if we if we fed it to him all the time, he'd eat it all the time. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's oh, how six year old is. She's so funny. She could eat it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I'm like, holy cow, girl, <laughs> we gotta stop. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny. Yes. He asked that same question each artist. Sandy and I have joked. I said, you know what? Maybe we should go to uh-huh. Little Caesars and see if they would sponsor our show. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Because then he could say Little Caesar's Pizza. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you could Aww, co-write with cute. anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and what would you want to write about? Um, You know, this is really funny. I'm just going to say the first thing that popped into my head, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it changes. Yeah. You know, it's like each interview kind of changes because it depends on my mood and where I'm at with my music. But <laughs> I would say right now, Dolly Parton. I, um, oh, yeah. I respect, like, oh, not wow. only is she the sweetest lady in the world, she, you know, she's absolutely gorgeous and she's got, you know, so much going on for her. I know she does a lot of good, but she's an amazing songwriter. She's an amazing songwriter. I like the chord progressions that she comes up with her music. I like the words. So I would love to collaborate with her. So That would be awesome. That would be a dream. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome, right? She's amazing. So this past February made the five-year anniversary that we asked Kelsey Ballerini where she wanted to be in five years. And I always like to tell this part because I want artists to think about this question before I kind of answer, before I ask them that question, because back five years ago when we asked Kelsey Ballerini that same question, the answer she gave us back then is pretty much almost to the T of what she's living now. So it's pretty cool to see that she went from where she was five Aww. years ago to where she That's is awesome. now. So yeah. where would, do you want to be in five years? I would like to be, um, <laughs> The world willing that, you know, <laughs> that it doesn't just. Um, I would like to be um, touring with my family. I'd love to be playing shows at the Opry. I'd love to be on the radio. I'd love to just have my music out there and just do what I love and have my yeah. family along with me. So mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. I'd like to do. That so now that I awesome. said it, does that mean in five years I get that? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Let's see. It'll be cool if five years from now we can use you as an example, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, as we look to the future, 10, 20 years down the road, five years down the road, whatever it is, let's say that you're a success, whatever that looks like at that time. If who you are now, if, if, you, could, if you could meet your future self, what would you tell her? 
Um, just to relax and enjoy the ride. <laughs> I think sometimes, you know, I find myself getting so, I'm like I said, I'm kind of a type A, a little bit OCD, and I, you know, have mm-hmm. my vision board, and I have all my goals up on the wall, and sometimes I just get so focused on different things that I just, you know, I, I, I have to, like, mm-hmm. calm myself down and say, you know, just enjoy today, enjoy where you're at today, enjoy, yeah. you know, the little things that, in life, because it's the little things truly that make up, you know, your greatest happiness. It's not that one big event. It's the, yep. and I guess I'm realizing that more moments. and more. Yeah, it is. And it's the small moments that lead the, to the big moments. You don't just get the big moments. You can't have the it's big true. moments without a bunch of small moments. That's right. It's so true. That's a very good point. I mean, having an eight-year-old little boy and now an 18-month-old daughter I mean, you just see the small moments, and you're like, you know, you, you don't want to miss that. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. <clears throat> so let's say that you had a friend of yours, and you heard him or her sing, and they they definitely had something special. There was definitely something there. And let's say they've played maybe 30, 40 shows, so they're still getting their feet wet on the performance side, but they've gotten on stage, and they've got what every – Artist says that stage bug where they look over the crowd, crowds roaring for them, and they just know they're in the right place. And they come to you, and they say, I just know I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to help guide them the next two, three, four years? Um, you know what, I would, I would actually, I would want to sit down with them and I would tell them everything that I learned about things that pushed me farther <laughs> forward. Mm-hmm. I took, I've taken a lot of courses, um, you know, because like where I, where I wasn't able to tour, so it was a non-traditional way that I got my yeah. music out there. And so I would love to just share with them because I spent a lot of time and I spent a lot of money, like, you know, learning what I have. And so, gosh, if they really got it and that's what they want to do, I would love to sit down and say, okay, this helped me, this helped me, this helped me, you know, and you know what, anything I can do to help, I would want to, I would want to do. So I don't know that it would be one, one specific (laughs) word of advice. I would probably just want to make them a list. (laughs) So, (laughs) And that's so important. And you're talking about the the pitfalls and the things that kept driving you. Let's talk about the drive because I think this is important too. Um, there are always moments in an artist's life, at least everyone we've pretty much talked to has these moments, where you're, you've got that fork in the road where you're frustrated, you wish it would go faster, it's not, and sometimes you wonder, is this ever going to work? Is it ever going to be what you need it to be, what you want it to be? And you're at that moment to where you could just walk away or you could just keep driving forward. In those moments... Tell us a moment that you went through that and how you drove through the right way. Um, well, it's interesting. So, um, you know, I grew up playing music, and we did very mm-hmm. well. We sold a lot of CDs, and, you know, we had a big following. It was fabulous. And then, um, you know, I, I, you know, and you, I, we even did that through college, but, after that, mm-hmm. I took a I took a little break. You know, we I we'd moved away, and like all of yeah. my family's still up in Idaho. They're still performing all the time, and here I am down in Texas. And all of a sudden, I find myself, you know, not with a family band, not doing the normal things. And so for a while, I did. I you know I 
I, you know, started a little gym that I did, and I then I even started a, a little um, candle company. But it was, like, inside my heart, I knew all along, uh-huh. like, what I was supposed to do with music. And I was, like, every yeah. day I had this nagging feeling, like, you are, you're missing out. And this is, you know, I, I always knew I was supposed to do music. And I, I, I'm not saying, like, and I mean, I, it's not, like, my music's the best in the world, my, you know, whatever, or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's just, yeah. I think that it's just, it's part of who I am. It's what God gave me, and it's what, it's. It's such a big part of me that it felt wrong not to do it. And so yeah. I guess once I'd made that decision, because I do have those days that you're talking about, and it's, you know, they're, luckily they're far and few in between, but it wasn't, I mean, just actually just recently, I hit another one of those sports where I was like, holy cow, you know, just exactly what you're saying. Like, and I think mm-hmm. it was, uh, it was about the time, it was actually in March, like right after COVID hit, we're planning a tour, like all this yeah. stuff, you know, finally yeah. able to get, you know, all of this stuff going. And then, you know, this happens and now I'm homeschooling and now, you know, what's going on and, you know, then it's just like, gosh. <laughs> so I did have to search my soul again and just, you know, but I guess because I did already come to that conclusion and truly yeah. believe that that's what I'm supposed to do. That no matter how far I go with this or how far, you know, God willing that I go, um, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And so that's what I'm doing right now at this point. So (laughs) I absolutely love that answer. Um, So as we come to a close here, what is a question that you wish hosts like us would ask, but they kind of never do? Um. Jeff, you've asked a lot of really great questions. Let me think if there is a question that I – I don't know that there's ever and been we, one and, that and I don't. And we love to hear that. See, we've we <laughs> yeah. our show around this question. Uh, like what's funny is about about 100 episodes back when we asked mm-hmm. this question uh-huh. to a girl a girl named Francelle, um, uh-huh. she said, I would just – I just wish somebody would ask what's quirky about me. Well, guess what? We love oh, that so me. much. It's been in, it's been in every episode oh, of <laughs> That's now, awesome. granted, with guys, I don't ask what's quirky about them. I ask what's unusual. I kind of <laughs> change it. For... <laughs> yeah. Wise idea. It's a very wise idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I guess um, just right off, like, I'm trying to think if there would be a question. Um, and I, I don't know. I've already said, like, more in this interview than I think I have in any other interview. So I don't know that there's anything that. <laughs> I love that. You know, again, <laughs> yeah, that's our specialty. That that that's what we yeah. want to hear is when when we're done that they talked more in this than any other interview. That's we love that part. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. That's, yeah, for sure. And it it is nice. It's nice to be able to connect and have a conversation like this, an interview like this. So thank you so much just for the invite it's and for pleasure. the opportunity. So I really appreciate it. So if you want to tell everybody how they can reach you, that would be great. Yes, that'd be, that, I would love to do that. Um, I am working, I'm starting to work on my Spotify now, so feel free to find my music on Spotify. My big page is my Facebook page. Um, and if you just look up Stephanie Lee, Lady Redneck, you will, I'm sure you'll find me on there. And Instagram yeah. as well, I'm, it's at Lady Redneck Music. So 
I've got a couple websites. Um, if you even go to Google and put in Lady Redneck, I'm, I'll pop up. You'll see pictures, and <laughs> and I love to respond. I love to get mail. I love to respond to emails. So just feel free to check out some of my music. I would love that. That is awesome. And you know, we really enjoyed having you on today, and we definitely look forward to having Thanks you back. Thanks so much. Thanks, Chris and Sandy. I appreciate it. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. And let me know when your book's out. I'd love to read it as well. So. Oh, uh, we sounds will. good. Absolutely. <laughs> and we'll talk with yeah, you soon. Awesome. Okay, Bye. sounds great. Thanks yeah. so much, you guys. Have a great day. Thank you. You, you too. too. Okay. Thanks. All right. Bye. We'll see ya. Okay. Bye.